Hello Fast Get Rewatch fans, Hats here with a quick disclaimer for this episode. This episode deals with themes of domestic abuse and domestic violence. We know that Farscape has gone to dark places before, but this is the uh, focal point of the episode. And just wanted to mention that up front for anybody who may be affected by topics of such nature. Alright, so with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch Season 4, Episode 15. I am your host, Can't Wear Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare. Have we been doing this for over a year now? I mean, almost, yes. No, we have. <laughs> Definitely yes. Because <laughs> it's time to bring back plot points from, I don't know, the first five episodes? Well, certainly from something that we thought was being dealt with in Season 3. Yeah. Or at least in the beginning of Season 4. Anyway, we'll get back to this. We'll get into what that is in a moment because we are talking about the episode Mental as Anything, Mm -hmm. which, like, once we get into the plot of the episode, you'll see where that comes from. But the actual name of the episode actually stems from a band whose lead singer designed Mambo shirts that were regularly worn by Ricky Manning, who... (laughs) Uh, who is the writer and executive producer for Farscape. <laughs> like, we've had, like, odd episode titles before, but whatever. It's, it still works. I was going to say, it works quite well. So, yeah, this episode is... It's weird. It seems odd to say it's a bottle episode because it's not on Moya, mm-hmm. but it's a bottle episode in another location, if that makes sense. Yeah. We don't really have much else outside of that place. Yep. So, yeah, we do... Do we start out? We start out with previously on Farscape, right? Yeah, we get a previously yeah. on Farscape detailing John having left Earth, uh, having been to Earth, and then leaving again to protect Earth, yep. and the fact that he and Aaron are now definitely not a thing, which means they are a thing again. Totally not together, Scorpius, who's definitely listening. Smack, smack, <laughs> kissy, kissy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's where we open the episode, actually. Well, kind of. Oh, also, we have a few shots of the screeth and things attacking Earth, you know, that mm-hmm. that whole thing. But yes, we do open on Aaron and John. Yeah, they're sitting together against the pilot's uh, console, and just John is opening a package, which has a remote control. It's like, <laughs> does this come with anything? Oh yeah, it's taking over your entire room. It's huge. And she says to him, it's very sweet, actually. She's like, Merry Christmas. And, yeah. you know, they, they have a little kiss. And it's like, oh, this, this is great. Okay, pilot, tell everyone that we're not coming. We're going to stay in. We're going to have some popcorn. If it had been around at the time, it would have been Netflix and chill. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I was going to say, that's <laughs> clearly Netflix and chill. But um, I, I like that this also signals, like, pilot is in the know on this. Yeah. And we know that's fine. Pilot's on Aaron and John's side. He's not going to rat them out to Scorpius, obviously also good, not. Also, good luck trying to keep this a secret from a pilot who has eyes literally everywhere. Uh, uh. So, yeah, but what's actually going on is the pilot says, like, well, Captain Dargo wants to know where you are because Dargo, Rigel, and Scorpius are aboard Lola and they're getting ready to head out. Mm-hmm. And Chiana, Sokoza, and Naranti are on a transport pod and they're also getting ready to go out as well. Yeah, and Aaron is going with the girls and John is going with the boys. And Aaron is complaining. He's like, oh, yeah, you going off to do some... 
training or whatever and i have to we have to go and search around a dead leviathan graveyard to get a part for moya yeah that sounds like a lot of fun i want to do your thing <laughs> john's like i would gladly trade you but scorpy says that we need to do this i guess mm-hmm. and he re- he's taking them to somebody that he recommends which terrifies john even more yeah it's and it's for mental training and <laughs> aaron's like well you could do with the mental discipline <laughs> Hey, (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, after both Dargo and Chiana bug Pilot, and Pilot says they're asking where you are, they're like, okay, we'll go. Fine. And then before they leave, again, they say uh, Merry Christmas, kiss, and then off they go. Yep. So, spoilers, we don't see Aaron's side of this. No. This story. It's definitely implied of, like, it's the boring, we're gonna go find a part in a junkyard. I was partially hoping this was gonna be the next episode. We see the other half of the, the story. Mm, we'll see. Uh, we don't see any of it this time. It's, no. like, it's definitely implied to be a dull, just, we'll go collect a thing. Mm-hmm. So, after this, Aaron does not appear in this episode, and it's only... Rigel, Dargo, John, and Scorpy. Despite what the guest stars uh, crawl yeah. <laughs> says. Like, I saw Melissa Jaffer in there the second watching. I was like, hang on, she doesn't show up in this episode. <laughs> they just stick the same titles on, and it's like, fine, we're not gonna... Yeah, but they, they have to add the other guest stars in there, so they, That's c- true. they knew what they were doing there. It's probably something to do with contracts, I don't I'm know. I'm assuming, which is entirely fair. Just a little, like, hang on. So, we cut to uh, where... We just cut straight to where Dargo, Rigel, John and Scorpio are going, which is a training camp of sorts. They are inside like a dark room that's maybe like a hemisphere. It's got lighting on the inside, mm-hmm. but very small, like dotted lights. Like the impression of a... Um... A field of stars, almost. Yes, but yes. evenly spaced. And uh, they're there, and they're wearing, like, green pajama robes, basically. Those things are called gi. Oh, right, yes, sorry, I don't I don't know this. It's, it's like, yes, martial arts kind of style yeah, things. that stuff. Yeah, and they're there to learn some mental discipline from Katoya. And Katoya is, like, he's the leader of the school. He's an alien with, he's got, like, a very, he's, you know, pretty much uh, human-looking, except he has a very prominent ridge down the front of his face, right up to his nose. Basically, what they did in the character creator was take the setting for the nose bridge and extended it all <laughs> yeah. the way across his forehead <laughs> toe to tip that's a bar <laughs> so yeah he's you know very uh calm and like your objective is mental discipline and it's a skill few ever achieve you will enter into a mindscape because in the middle of the room there's basically a big glass isosahedron big like glass thing in the middle that has two chairs in it and they can sit in there and basically have battle in the center of the mind kind of thing yeah and john is talking to scorpius like look i thought we were just here for information about that thing that killed my friend and scorpi says like we will have it but katoya's price is completion of the course all right okay they also have uh, all of them have like little blue jewels uh stuck on their face yeah on different places but everybody has them somewhere on their fo- on their forehead or on their temple except for rigel who has it just above his nose and i just realized oh my god rigel's brain is behind his nose <laughs> that's why it's so small <laughs> but what they are because Katoya says, like, I have explained to you the course. If anybody wishes to leave, you have 80 microns to make your decision. Mm-hmm. After which, if you try and leave, the crystal on your forehead will drill into your brain and kill you. It's a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, 
Okay. I also like that when John says to Scorpy, like, we're here to learn about the alien that attacked my family and killed my friend. Ah, a mention of DK. Thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Good. I remember that was the part I didn't, I like in, in uh, Terra Firma of, mm. like, we're not going to mention that, that John's, like, best friend from Earth died? No? Mm. Okay. Mm. But, yeah, we're bringing it up now. So, yeah, Scorpius also assures John that, you know, if that creature that attacked you was, if it was from Tormented Space, Katoya will know about it. And so uh, they stay, but Dargo is sat there and, and it's not just the four of them there's some other people on the other side of the room on a bench yeah. dressed in the same clothes and Dargo is looking down and he like sniffs and he gets a flash of something and he's like I smell something and Rigel says oh, it's the Jared that's the one that stinks there's a Jared here yep on the other side of the room but Dargo's like no I know that smell this is something else and the, so we cut across and we see one of them remove his hood and we see it's a human male sebation mm-hmm. pale with like a small moustache and beard and this like visibly like freaks Dargo out upsets him and we see like flashes and it's like it's Macton yeah Macton and now quick refresher on who Macton is Macton is the brother of Dargo's uh, wife Lolan and he's the one who framed Dargo or arrested Dargo for her murder yeah like all the way back in season one this was brought up for the first time and Dargo you know he's like no he killed her and framed me and I was set up and he couldn't stand it and there was a whole whole thing yep. also i think it was it was when we had into the lion's den which was season end of season three yeah part of dargo's price was information about macton yep. and when we went from season three to season four dargo was going off to try and find macton yeah and to me it was implied that he did find him yeah it was never explicitly said what happened and nope. it was kind of dropped at the beginning of season four dargo didn't really want to talk about it he was kind of like uh, anyway i'll explain later and then never did <laughs> So he didn't kill him, that's for sure. It's probably likely that he didn't even find him because he seems very surprised to see him here. Yeah, and he is pissed off as hell. Yeah, he stands up and is like, you, you had killed my wife. You set me up and then you sent me to prison. And Macton is saying quite calmly, he's like, you didn't want the truth then and you don't want the truth now. Then people are trying to break it up. Yeah, Dargo just starts punching Macton. And Macton says like, yeah, hit me. Let Dargo hit me like he, like you hit Lolan. And they're like, uh, what? And so they're jostling and Katoya steps in and does like a Jedi mind trick. He goes, boom, like moves his hand forward. He force pushes them out away from each other. He says, right, that ends this. And that's actually the uh, title cut. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a Dargo episode. Good. I mean... I did think of like, oh yeah, that guy, that whole thing. Why is this coming up now? <laughs> Why is this coming up in season four, episode 15? I, I can tell you from a meta perspective, because Dargo hasn't had an episode in like, I don't know, a season and a half. We've got some loose ends we need to tie up as well. I mean, yeah, that too. I, f- I don't know. I feel like I... I would have expected this to maybe happen earlier in the season, but it's fine. It's okay. I was, it just threw me a bit. I was like, oh yeah, that whole thread of Dargo's story and personality. We're not done with that? Oh. <laughs> That's a thing. So, okay, we cut back in and the guys are in basically a little mess area common room that's it's very industrial mm-hmm. and uh spartan there's not a whole lot there uh john asks Dargo's like you doing okay man and rigel is like 
that Macton's a liar, don't listen to him, and Frell, a peacekeeper, found us, a Frelling peacekeeper, we have to get out of here. And John's like, yep, yeah, nope, we need to go, we need to go, where Scorpius says, Katoya is not gonna let us leave. And also that you've agreed to stay, you must abide by the rules. Do not kill Macton. John's like, okay, frell the rules. I'm not sticking around for a marauder to turn up. But Scorpius says that this sector of tormented space is forbidden to peacekeepers without express orders from high command. So it's very likely that Macton is here unofficially. That or he's working for Grazer. Mm, but it's the more likely option that he's there unofficially. True. And Dargo is, he's sat basically kind of staring into middle distance and he's visibly upset and he's like macton destroyed my family my wife my son he deserves to die this is a very emotional scene by the way you can mm. oh yeah see yeah yeah dargo is heavily upset and john behind him says look i got your back on this but katoya is not going to allow us to disrupt his class so maybe save it for one once class is out yeah and dargo just kind of sighs very heavily he's like <sighs> you know, still... Yeah, because he knows, angry. like, John's right, need to drop it. But he he's finding that very difficult. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So now we actually get a little flashback to uh, Dargo's family. And it's in that sort of uh, faded colour so mm-hmm. that we can tell that it's a flashback. Oh, you it's know? the past, I see. Aha, the Back past it- was in sepia tones. Exactly, when we didn't have full colour yet. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, Dargo is still in his post-season one makeup when the plan was, at least initially, to make him up like he was in season one. Ah, I was wondering about that. They didn't have time and it just made, it was just easier to do it this way around, which is fine. It's okay. Yeah, I prefer this makeup anyway. Yeah, and also we only really notice the difference when you go back and look at season one. Yeah. And so if you're just watching that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Otherwise, this would have been way too jarring, I think, if they actually had it gone back. It would have been actually a bit weird, yeah. But it, this is at his home with Lolan and we see her is it still played by the same actress now I don't know I don't think so no I don't think so either let me double check this very quickly yeah no she's actually not not played by the same actress as was in the um the little hologram that Dargo had in They've Got a Secret. It's a different actress. That was in They've Got a Secret. She was played by Alison Fox. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she's played by Rachel Gordon. So it's okay. actually not the same. Yeah, I, I don't know why I picked up on that because it's, I don't know, a year ago. But I just felt like, I don't think this is the same actress. Yeah, because the actress who played... I, I knew it. I knew this was it. Uh. Because the actress who played Lolan in They've Got a Secret had dark hair. And in this episode... She, that's that's why I noticed that. She's blonde. Yeah, it's... Uh, I thought it was something like that. Yes, I went back and looked. And yeah, there was... When you compare the two, they look nothing alike. <laughs> They are completely different people. They're assuming that because the regular viewer wouldn't have seen yeah. that actress in three years, it wouldn't pick up on it, which is fair. I mean, yeah, it's it's the fact that the hair color is different. If at least have the same hair color, I would accept. That, that wouldn't have been that hard. Like, Claudia Black is not a natural black-haired woman. No, hair dye exists. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. As far as I know, Claudia Black is blonde by nature, which always confuses me when I see pictures that of her. That is weird. Yeah, but so yeah, actually looking back now, you're like, oh, this is a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not a huge deal. It's just like for sticklers for continuity. It's like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> so yeah, we see we see her and Dargo. Actually, Dargo's at the back of the room because Lolan is talking to Macton and he's telling her that, you know, Dargo's a Luxon. He can't help but hurt you. He's a wild animal. Yeah, and Lolan says, look, he would never hurt me. I trust him. Please go away. Yeah, we're in love. Leave us alone. And I wouldn't do anything to hurt him or turn him into you anyway. And Macton storms out past Dargo and Dargo like growls at him. No, 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 no. I like this because he, Dargo was hiding around a corner and just smiling smugly with his hands crossed, arms crossed, as Lolan is telling him this. And when Macton passes him, I like that it takes him just the split second to notice that Dargo is there. Yeah. The actor just have adding just that little bit of extra moment that he, he, he doesn't spin too early. And then Dargo says, goodbye, brother. <laughs> And also, yeah, then, yeah, Dargo, I think this is actually cut in with them still sat in the in the room and Dargo says, now we're both here. One of us must die. I wouldn't run even if I could. So then they get called back to the training room. So they go back up to the top and Katoya is saying like, right, uh, step into the dojo, the isosahedron, the big thing. Yeah. And John's like, ah, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm just here to watch. I've had enough people poking around in my brain. I don't want to go in there. You fail me. Give me an F. I don't care. I'm not going in. Or at the very least, he's not going in first. I appreciate this because John has been through so much with weird chairs. He's like... Uh, no, 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 no. There is also the risk that, you know, the, the wormhole knowledge Ooh. becomes known or maybe exposed through this. And he's not about to let somebody into his mind to fish it out. Good point. Because mm. it's like, yeah, no, you, you know, you know, get in my head. You know, get in yeah. my head. <laughs> he's had enough people in there already. It's getting crowded up there. Mm. So Scorpius stands up. It's like, very well, I'll go in. I'm pretty sure Katoya actually selects Scorpius because he just looks at Scorpius and Scorpius is like, okay. Yeah, but John's like, this isn't impressing me. You don't get any points for that. No. And so Scorpius steps in and basically there's little seats in there and they have there's also armrests that swivel inwards when the thing turns on and so scorpius gets in and katoya gets in and immediately my mind goes to everybody morpheus is fighting neo (laughs) 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 matrix (laughs) oh god that actually works right you're right tank load the training program It's basically what it is. There's also a view screen at one end of the room that they can watch it on. Yeah, but what it actually is, is playing Digital Hot Potato. Yeah, pretty much is. And so we, yeah, we see inside the virtual reality and it's, or the mental reality, whatever it is. And we have Scorpius and Katoya standing apart from each other. It's basically a very dark room. We see a shot from above and there are two discs that sort of overlap. And that's the platform that they're standing on. And in between them, it's actually a glowing orange D20. Oh yeah, it is. It's a 20 <laughs> sided thing. So basically they're laying on their D&D inspirations very thick is what you're saying. Kind, yeah. But so the idea is that they use their mental power or mental force to push it back and forth. And, you know, it will cause them pain if it uh, gets too close to them. Mm -hmm. And so they have this battle of wills and uh, they're pushing it back and forth, doing kind of like, I guess, martial arts moves, uh, slow, like pushing and pulling and that sort of thing. And Katoya says, like, do not withhold your efforts. But anger is not a substitute for clarity. We can do this with a minimum of harm. It doesn't have to be painful. 
And so Katoya is overcoming... Like, Katoya's the more powerful. Yeah. Katoya's teacher. He should be more powerful. And so he pushes it up against Scorpius, and you can see it's causing him pain. We cut outside, and we see that Scorpius is kind of shaking in the chair. And then he also... Scorpius manages to push it away. But then Katoya pulls Scorpius to him. Mm -hmm. And rubs the D20 in his face. And is like, look at it! Look at it! It's a critical (laughs) hit! But it's like, uh, do you want to end this? And Scorpius, like, he's like... I was just starting to enjoy the pain. And then we snap out of it. Yeah. And John is, well, looking at the screen, is like, this is what I'm talking about. Pain for Scorpius. <laughs> and then when Scorpius steps out, John says to him, he's like, well, that was instructive. <laughs> and Scorpius like, well, you know, it's not meant to be painless. And it never will be painless, John. And John is like, yeah, whatever. So then we see John goes down to the, the lower area because he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> gonna take a piss yep and as he's walking through macton is actually there in in the common area john stops like uh what are you doing here and macton says i'm waiting i'm responding to dargo's death threats he said he was coming for me and and john then says oh i was just wondering why you were following me to the bathroom and just continues on but then macton says as john's like trying to go trying to leave says you know i won't allow dargo to kill me to conceal what he did to his wife he killed Lolan and he beat her and John's like, okay, no, you killed her. No, I don't buy any of that. Dargo would never do that, period. But then Macton says, no, he killed her in a fit of hyper rage. And it's like, look, Dargo says he didn't do it. It's good enough for me. Macton says like, well, you know that hyper rage causes blackouts, right? You know what hyper rage is? He's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yes, I know what hyper rage is. And yeah, do you know what a croc is? Because you're full of it right now. <laughs> and yeah, Macton says that, but look, any honest Luxon will tell you that hyper rage causes blackouts yeah just ask him so then we go back up to the chamber the training room and uh <laughs> and the chariot steps in and rigel wants to go yeah katoya selects dargo first but rigel's like no i want to the chariots killed millions of my species and katoya's like this is not a game and this is not the place to settle grievances hynerian and rigel says it's a war of wills where else am i gonna get a chance at a fair fight where i have the advantage and katoya then like you know what Go right ahead. Your own risk. Fine. You can... Fine. Get in. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not a place for for personal battles. Well, if you put it like that, fine, then you can have a personal battle. It's like... What it, no, what it is is like, all right, you want to try this? Fine. Let's see how it goes. Ah, right. That way. It's like, oh, you want to do that? Great. Go, go right ahead. See how that goes for you. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly a bad idea, but it's like, you know what? You want to do this to yourself? Fine. Not my problem. You're an adult. He's, he's basically he's teaching Rigel a lesson. And so Rigel gets in uh, with the chariot. So meanwhile, Dargo is sat on the side and asks John, like, what lies did Macton tell you? And John's like, look, it's not important. Let's just keep going. Put it out of your head. And he's like, no, what did he say? And John says, well, he's, first of all, he said that you sent death threats. And Dargo's like, well, that's true. John's like, look, I don't want to talk. I don't talk about this anymore. It's just going to piss you off. Dargo says, look, I'm already pissed off. He said something about how hyperages can cause blackouts. And then we have a flash of Dargo kind of hyperaging back with uh Lolan in his house he's he's up against the wall he's like shaking a table he's like ah rah, and Lolan's like no Dargo are you okay yeah she's clearly afraid not 
of him, but for him, I think. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, that's fair. But mostly, yeah. But he's up against the wall, shaking this table, trying to control his hyper rage. Or at least channel it into the table. And he's angry because he didn't want Macton in the house. Mm -hmm. So we cut back to the arena and Dargo says like, yeah, okay, blackouts during hyper rage, they do happen, but I learned to control them. I like how he says, can happen. No, they do happen. But he says Luxons, especially young Luxons, they're genetically violent. And the impulses take cycles to master, which is why Luxons aren't allowed to marry young. Which is what Dargo and Lolan did. Yeah. And John's like, but you guys did that. It's like, yeah, but I, I was in control. And Lolan knew I would never hurt her. I made a vow that if I ever did, I would leave immediately with no questions. Yeah. I'm hearing all this and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. It's like, oh no, are we going in that direction? I know where this, what groundwork they're laying. Yeah. Oof. All right. And so, meanwhile, while this conversation is going on, Rigel has been battling the Charid and he's not been doing very well. Like, he's been having the the d20 like pressed against his face quite quite a lot yeah and he's starting to foam at the mouth and john pipes up i love this because this whole time i was thinking like yes yeah, is jedi school and john's like hey excuse me master jedi <laughs> can i have a word <laughs> he's like rigel doesn't seem to be doing so good it's like he is expending a lot of energy but he'll be okay shouldn't you step in can he actually get hurt and katoya is like it was his own own choice. He's there by his own volition. He can give up whenever he wants. But John and Dargo get up to like, okay, no, screw this. We're going to get him out. And <laughs> and Katoya just force pushes them back. Mm-hmm. I'm never enti- It's not entirely clear to me if he actually has like force powers, kind of, or if it's to do with the the jewels on their head that he's controlling them. Maybe I'm choosing to believe he has force powers because it's more fun. Sure. And so they get thrown back. But what actually happens is Rigel is able to turn the tables. Yeah, he does send the d20 back and blasts the chariot in the chest mm-hmm. shattering the d20 and then he comes to him, like, ah, ah, ah. but he's passed out actually from yeah he's, he's completely passed out and so we then see dargo and john taking rigel down into the common air and like dargo's holding him like a baby yeah and dargo's like he's cold like put him down we'll make sure he's okay give him a blanket and john basically walks up the stairs to katoya and says like look we're done we're leaving. Yeah, and Katoya just says, no, your training is not over. And John turns, it's like, no, okay, screw this. And Katoya force pushes him down the stairs. Yeah, onto the ground, knocking him out. And it's like, your training has only just begun. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, oh, dear, he's on the dark side. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's definitely a grey Jedi, I think. Yeah. With that choice of clothing, definitely. So we then go back to the training room. We, you know, there's a cut here, and yeah, the the, the other trainees enter. First, Macton comes in, he's, and he does like the you know, punches his hand into his martial arts, like master. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Bows to him, and then nobody else does that. Just no. Macton. <laughs> Sucking up to the teacher, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And so they come in, and then they're followed by Scorpius and Dargo. Yeah, and Scorpius says to Dargo, John has been um, put into remedial teaching, removed from the course. And Dargo's like, yeah, I I know, I got that. But I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, uh, uh, no. And, like, Domino Rigel will recover. And Dargo's like, I wasn't thinking about that either. And Scorpius is like, I am aware... I was thinking, because Dargo, of course, was thinking about Macton. But Scorpy says, like, heed their examples, remain focused on the task in front of you. Dargo just gives him a look, like, that's rich coming from you. (laughs) 
Well, more like, what do you what do you expect me to do? Also, I'm like, yeah, no, he's going to listen to you, Scorpius. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so Katoya calls uh, Dargo up to the chair, and Scorpius like, okay, you need, you need to stay focused. And so he sat, sits in the chair, but he gets another flashback to Lolan. And this is like him after he's hyper-raged. He's just come to, and he's like, did I hurt you? And she's like, no, no, no. You, no, you didn't. We'll get through this. It's okay. It's like, but if I did hurt you, you, you'd tell me, wouldn't you? It's like, I know how, how much this upsets you. And she says, no, you... You never hurt me, and I would I would definitely, I promise I would tell you if you did. And he's like, yeah, you tell me if I did, right? And she's like, yes, I would. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, okay, so this gets discussed more later in the episode, but they are laying the groundwork for, for these themes right yeah, now. Yeah, the uncertainty, definitely. Yeah, so Dargo is in the chair, he goes into the mindscape, and mm-hmm. it's not the back-and-forth battle. Nope. What it is, is there's a blue light. It basically, it's laser light in like a smoky room. Isn't this scanners? Aren't they scanners, called like that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it would like make like a thin rectangle of light, you know, mm-hmm. coming out. And the idea is that it's kind of a maze and they'll switch on and off. And if he gets hit by one, it causes him pain. Yeah. And so he has to concentrate and focus and find a way out. I like how they use relatively simple technology to create this cool effect yeah like it makes total sense and it's not that high tech or cgi it's not over the top like this is the mental world thing it's fine katoya is trying to instruct him dargo's not doing well at all no he's like getting hit all the time and he gets angrier and angrier and angrier and katoya (laughs) teacher's disappointed but also katoya is giving the most like mystical bullshit unhelpful advice yeah you know clear your mind focus control your anger it's like how you're not giving him any specifics no you're you're giving him end goals that he already knows it's like get good scrub (laughs) (laughs) he's basically the dark souls uh, twitch chat community he's not okay no that's unfair he's not that bad okay no that's (laughs) i apologize to all katoyas in the world for my um (laughs) outburst there that was uh, unjust and uncalled for (laughs) 20 minutes in the pit, in remedial training. (laughs) John, scooch over. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it is just like the free your mind, do all that. It's like, yeah, great, that helps so much. Because everybody knows how to do that. I don't know. And so Dargo, eventually, he just gets really angry. Katoya gets very disappointed. It's like, look, can you exert even a micron of self-control over your personal impulses? That's the point of the exercise. By the time Dargo's come out of this again, he's like, what is this? And Dargo's like... And then we see down, we cut to Dargo in the common area. He's packing up his stuff and he's like, I'm leaving. I'm I'm going. Katoya says, that's not how you're going to find the answers you seek. And Dargo's like, what answers? What questions? And he's like, okay, I've had enough of your mystic bullshit. (laughs) And he just goes off on Katoya and his training. I like, I'm sick of your mind games, and I'm ge- and if I stay here, if I stay here, I am going to kill Macton. I will kill him. <sighs> Good. See? You can control your anger. And he also, actually, there's a bit where he's yelling, and he's like, I do not need to be reminded of my mental limitations. And Katoya says, no, you have, you can control your anger. You have no limitations. You can do this. I like how Katoya basically is like, Okay, I need to get you pissed off 
And then when you pull yourself back, you'll realize that you can. <laughs> Reminds me, I think it was in it was the beginning of uh, season four where Dargo's like, well, you know, if they come this way, I would have had to kill them. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You can, you <laughs> don't have to do that. You can control yourself, Dargo. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we cut to see what John is up to, what we mentioned a minute ago, because John is in solitary actually yeah he's in timeout and he wakes up and he comes to it's basically a little very a very small cubicle room it's very small it's like he can't even stretch out in it and it's basically it's relatively deep down and there's a bunch of hot coals on the bottom yeah with a grate on top of it and so he wakes up and he's like yeah ow ow wow ow and he's like oh this must be detention great because there's a grate on the ceiling and he's, he's he's locked in there yeah it's great that he's in here get out (laughs) um he's calling out for dargo and nobody's there and he's like well okay i'm just gonna sit here then and katoya shows up uh well before that actually rigel tells dargo because rigel has come to now and dargo's looking after him and rigel says like look macton must be lying he's a frilling peacekeeper don't trust him he's trying to get to you and it's working dargo's like look i'm not gonna let him take away what happiness i had with Lola. And Macton can't change that. Maybe I, I should have killed Macton. And Rigel, thank you, Rigel, for this next line, which is, isn't that what you set out to do when we all left Moya? Yeah. It's like, thank you, Rigel. Somebody mentions it. Somebody brings it up. It's the one good thing you do in this entire episode, Rigel. Well done. He doesn't have a whole lot to do. No. no. But Dargo says, like, well, part of me knew that wouldn't bring Lolan back. But the other part of me wanted to let Macton know that I knew exactly where he was. And Rigel just says, like, well... Just kill him and be done with it. But Dargo says, like, you know, I'm not sure I want that revenge. I'm not sure I want that anymore. Uh, is Dargo coming around? Is is he abandoning vengeance? Dargo has grown a lot since season one. And I think this is one of the biggest ways mm. that he shows it. It's like, what am I going to gain from this? Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Remember, Dargo, revenge is not the Jedi way. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like that... Rigel makes the best devil on your shoulder because you know you should ignore him because you ignore him in any other situation anyway. So if he's taking yeah. that role, you definitely know not to do it. Mm. So then we cut back to John in the cell and uh, we see up above, Katoya is looking down on him and John looks up and he's sweating. He's like, are you real? Are you? Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, John's like, all right, let me out of here. And so Katoya says, very well. And he drops a key through the bars. And John tries to grab it and misses. And it goes onto the hot coals. Yeah, and he tries to reach for it and it just burns his hand on the scalding hot grate at the bottom. And we see that the key actually starts melting. And so Katoya says, like, oh, you weren't quick enough. You can leave when you get the key. Yep. And John's like, oh, great. So... Yeah, snatch it a pebble from the air, grasshopper. Yeah, <laughs> while in like hot coals right mm. next to you. Mm. So Macton and Dargo now run into each other. And this is again, this is in the common area where they were before. They meet just outside of it and Dargo says like, stay away from me, my friends. Stop spreading your lies. They have no desire to kill you. I am a violent person when I choose to be. And right now I choose not to be. 
but that could change. And says, I know you always hated me, and you would have hated any non-sebation that married your sister. And Macton says, like, look, I may have come to accept the marriage had you not started beating her. Liar. Yeah, Dargo says he's full of dren. Actually, yeah, that's when he says I'm violent when I choose to be, because yeah. it's refuting what Macton says. Yeah. Macton then says, like, look, if I was trying to kill you... You'd never see me coming. <laughs> and then actually he follows up with, you know, I came to give you the truth of the blackouts that Lolan stopped you from seeing. And Dargo, he just thinks that Macton is full of crap. Yeah, and he's get slightly angry. Macton keeps taunting him. Dargo shoves him down, pushes him onto a table. And in Dargo's eyes, like, Macton becomes Lolan. Yeah, and she says, Dargo, Dargo, don't hurt me. And he, like, pulls back. He's like, huh, huh, what the and hell? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh. Oof. Yeah, this episode gets heavy with these themes. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, this is... Very, very heavy material, let's mm. put it that way. So we cut back to John. Also, this while John's been in the cell, he's also been whistling. He's been just going... <whistles> which is mm. a bit of uh, World War II sort of music. I was, I was thinking he should have done the theme from The Great Escape instead. But <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum. God, I wish, I wish John had a ball he could like throw against the wall and just... <laughs> he used to have one, didn't he? Yeah, he should have had that. But anyway, yeah, another key gets dropped down. He doesn't catch it again. No. He misses. He's like, God damn it, ow. And Scorpius is actually there this time. Scorpius says, like, I said, Katoya told me that uh, you were experiencing some setbacks. John's just like, answer me this. Why is it never the just the heat? It's the humidity. And he's got the burns on his hand, waving it. Scorpy. And Scorpy says, like, look, you're going through a very specific kind of training right now. Anti-Scarron training. And John goes, yeah, I figured that out. It's the heat. And Scorpy's like, it's not just the heat. That's only the beginning. If the heat projection gets through your defenses, then there's no secret that you won't tell them. Yeah. John's like, you know what? I'll take my chances. And Scorpy says, well, when they find you, they will extract the wormhole knowledge and then they'll kill you then. And they'll extract the location of Earth. It's like, and I will not allow that to happen. And John looks up, it's like, oh, Scorpy Sue, after all we've meant to each other, you'd kill me first. And Scorpy gets even angrier about this because he's like, is your mind so small that that is the only conclusion you can draw? Yeah, you have limited mental capacity, but apparently an abundant will to prevail. My advice is you use that right now, as Katoya is the only one who can give you the tools to survive the Scarrens. Then John brings up a different subject and is like, has he told you anything about the alien? It's like, not yet. And that is not relevant because the alien did not succeed. Scorpius says, where am I going? Yes. I'm sorry, I think DK and his wife would disagree. <laughs> Obviously, Scorpius sees it that way, you know, sees it that them dying is still a failure. Yeah. Um, quick thing about this scene, like saying that the Scarens, John has no defenses, he needs to train his mind, mm -hmm. and he has no defenses against Scaren mind probes. Yeah, he doesn't because you switched Harvey off. Yep. Remember... Like, won't get fooled again? The only reason John was able to survive that at all was because of Harvey. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if Scorpius knows that, but he probably does because he got the information from the neural clone. To be fair, that was when John still had the chip in his head. Harvey without the chip might not have been might not be strong enough anyway. But that's, you know, that's a moot point because Harvey is not around anyway. Yeah, extra point, I could see that not being... A good enough trade-off for Scorpius because Harvey was 
an unpredictable factor he couldn't control. Like, literally could not control. Well, also, the other thing was that getting rid of Harvey was something he needed to do to gain John's trust. As well. Good point. And, yeah, it was an unpredictable element at that stage because he didn't have control over him. Mm-hmm. But I, I was also thinking, he's like, yeah, if you hadn't switched Harvey off, John would probably actually have a better chance against the yeah. Scarrens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And so we now cut to Scorpius and Katoya talking in another part of the facility. We have, like, a long shot that sort of starts tracking towards them. Katoya says, well, he's not out yet, and... Scorpius like, no, don't worry. John will survive, just like me. We are alike in that regard. So Scorpius has some trust in John's strength. Okay. And Katoya says, like, well, for you to have survived this long, my training must have been helpful. Ah. Well, okay, no, we know that Scorpius recommended this guy. Yeah, but I, we didn't know it, he, he was this tied to his background. Mm, true. And Scorpius says, yes, your training has saved my life on many occasions. I would like to request three favors. There's one other thing Katoya also mentions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he says, I trained you to be able to survive without this cooling suit, yet you still have use for it. Mm. And Scorpius responds with, well, there is always more to learn. Hmm. And then he says, I wish to request three favors from you. Do I owe you that much? And Scorpius like, hmm, well... I did spare you from Peacekeeper Captivity and my Aurora Chair. I would have survived your Aurora Chair, but continue. Yeah, he probably would have survived the Aurora Chair. He would just have been killed (laughs) in captivity instead. Fair point, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, all right, you're not giving us what you want? Boom! See if you can force push a pulse blast. (laughs) Dodge this. So he Scorpius names his three favors. His first request is intensify John's training. <laughs> he's not going to die. Don't worry. And it's like if he doesn't get the the proper training, he's going to die regardless. So you might as well turn up the heat. That's paraphrasing, but that's the idea. Yeah. And second, Macton has become a dangerous distraction. And Katoya says, it's "Like, well, he's done nothing wrong here." Um, I well, would disagree. Yeah. He's been riling up Dargo quite a bit. Mm. And Scorpius says, well, I believe that despite his protests, he will kill Dargo. Or Dargo will kill him, says Katoya. And I will not allow either. The Scorpius does say, like, nevertheless, I think measures should be taken. Preemptive measures, yeah. yeah. And then thirdly, Scorpius says, I want information on a species I have no knowledge of. It recently attacked Crichton and his family. Uh, may I describe it for you? And then we cut away. Actually, I know we pan down into mm. John's cell because apparently they're not standing not that far from John's fire pit. The coals are sizzling. They're you know still very, very hot. Dargo is now come to see John. John's like, oh, buddy, help me out. Can you help me get this grate off? And they go to try and pull the grate off the ceiling, off the top, and Dargo can't, can't lift it. No, and Dargo says, look, we need a quarter blade or a pulse grenade to take that thing loose. And, but look, I, I brought you some water, and he just pours some water down into the cell, and John starts drinking it. I do like that the water that misses, you can hear it sizzle mm. on the floor. And Dargo says, oh, this whole thing is its doing my head in. I've been thinking of killing Macton for half my life, but now I'm starting to question things. Did, did Lolan lie to me? And John's like, okay, no, buddy, that's Macton. He's filling your head with crap. Yeah, it's like, but it's a possibility. Yeah, he's filling your head with possibilities. And he's like, don't go there. It's like, I'm already there, John. Look, whatever happened, whatever Lola did, 
She did it because she loves you. That means something. And Dargo's like, but it means it's possible I, I killed the woman who loved me more than life. And Dargo's very upset. Yeah, because he's, he's starting to think, what, what did I do? He's starting to question himself, like, mm-hmm. did I kill my wife? And do I not remember? Like, Oof. just the possibility of that just terrifies him. So then we go to see that Dargo and Katoya are talking again. And he's come to him and saying, you know, I have a lot of respect for your work. Despite my actions, maybe not showing that. Just mental strength isn't really my strength. Can you help me find an answer? They're sat in the common area across from each other. And I like how this is a... A very slow scene, and it's humble Dargo, which is one of the best Dargos in the series, I think. Like, he, he's letting go his ego, and he's mm-hmm. just like, okay, no, I, I do need your help. I want an answer. And Katoy asks him, what would you like to know? What kind of monster I really am. Oh, oh, oh boy. Like, how horrible was I? Am I? Yeah. And so they go back up top and get back in the uh, chairs, get back in the mind thing i like that katoya says right before they turn it on this need not be difficult with dargo (laughs) responding but it probably will be yeah and so they go into the mindscape and they're both standing there and we pan around and actually it pulls back and we see that there is lolan with a knife in her lying on the ground and dargo's like i don't i don't want to see that katoya says stay focused but then lolan actually I think she either stands up or she's... She's behind him, suddenly. Saying, I know it upsets you, but you're getting worked up over nothing. And Dargo's like, no, my anger. My anger's to be controlled, not used against someone I love. And I like that whenever, like, it keeps cutting between focus on Dargo's face and Lola's face. But whenever we're at Dargo's face, Katoya's face is somewhere in that shot. Keeps shifting. Once it's in the foreground, that it's behind him, that it's, like, on the other side behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I know why it's, it's like he's just hovering there mystically where because space isn't like a thing in the mindscape but it looks silly he's just sort of flitting around where am I now over here cuts to him being upside down no they don't actually do that <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed they don't do well that. it would no okay this scene is too serious for you're theirs. right I, I mean to be fair they did still do this in a very serious scene I feel like that's not intended to be comedic though I feel like that's unintentional anyway but yeah that that's in stark contrast to what's really happening here yeah because Gatoya asked Dargo's like did you use it against her your violence and Dargo's like no I didn't I couldn't and he then he lashes out and he hits Lolan yeah he lashes his arm out and she like Lolan is like three meters from him but she responds to his lash just and he's like oh god and he, go, he kneels down next to her and he's like did I hurt you did I hurt you she's just like no you'll you'll never hurt me and he again says but you you tell me if I did. You promised you'd tell me if I did. And she's like, you, you know how much I love you? And she's like, yes, I do. And then Katoya is, is is in the background of this. Like, Dargo and Lolan are in, like, the foreground in, like, a close-up. And, like, in the background, Katoya is just standing there. And suddenly he just explodes into the light. And he's like, gone. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Maybe he left to let Dargo think about, about what's going on here. Because it's like, this is a very heavy moment because it Dargo actually did hit his wife in hyper rage yeah we are led to believe at least like it's we'll get to that at the end why yeah we will what i think about this scene yeah we'll get to the validity of that uh revelation towards the end so um we actually also cut in to uh john cell again he's getting more and more agitated it's getting really hot he's 
you know, really struggling. Yeah, and just like several times, like a key falls by and just can't grab it, and he burns his hands again. Starts melting. And I'm, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, John, I think you have the answer on you right now. Take off your key, put it on the grate, and it just falls on your key. You can just pick it up and yeah. go out. I mean, that's a simple solution, but that's the thing. The heat is affecting it. You know, you can't think straight. It would help with the fact that you'd have a bit more room to sweat for one i guess so though i guess a gi actually does kind of help with with keeping you cool in, a, in some ways but hmm. still it's like the the clothing is thick enough that it shouldn't burst into flame just by a bit of heat yeah and we cut back to inside the mindscape with dargo and what's happening is macton turns up the cloud of crystals that katoya has turned into reforms as macton we see in the training room that katoya is dead yeah. against the wall of the glass thing and there's just blood on the glass and macton has strapped himself in and i'm like ah so you are evil yeah because <laughs> th- up until this point it was like i mean maybe macton is telling the truth and he is genuinely trying to tell dargo something oh no no he's just evil he's just <laughs> evil now he's still a peacekeeper he's still a bad guy yeah. and so macton is there and he's like he hits him hits dargo and that like knocks him into his memories into his house with lolan and Macton says, let's visit the scene of the crime. And Dargo, like, gets up and goes to hit Macton. But Macton is replaced with Lolan. And he's like, huh, stops himself. Oh, no, I, I, I don't think he stops himself before he hits Macton, slash what turns into Lolan. Sorry, yes. That's why it's even more so like, duh. Yeah, and then he keeps switches back to Macton. And then Macton hits Dargo again. And he keeps switching between himself and Lolan. To try and convince Dargo, it's like, you couldn't control yourself. This was all your fault. You hit your wife. You killed her. Macton punches Dargo out of the scene of the crime again, back onto the platform where he's now just Lola coming up, uh, walking towards him. It's like, come on, do it. Hit her just like you did when you were still married, when she was still alive. And because Dargo's like, no, I, I didn't. I couldn't have. It's like, no, you did this. And like shows a bruise on her arm. And then on her knee. And then in her neck. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. And yes, then, you did. And Macton hits him again. And now we're in his cell when he was on Moya. Yeah, with all the chains along the walls. Mm. And Macton says, this is where you belong. You're a wild animal to be caged up. And Dargo's like, no, not here. Not now. Also, in these scenes, while we're flashing back into Dargo's memories, there's like a slightly odd effect on the... Yeah, it's a very slight visual downgrading almost it looks intentional it does look intentional i don't think it was necessary it's actually kind of a bit distracting because it just it just makes it look crappier <laughs> i think this was intentional and we'll get to why at the end i just realized something well all right we'll talk about that once this scene is over then so then macton's like no you belong in here and you know uses his mental power to chain dargo up i like how this is shown because dargo lunges at him again macton punches him back and suddenly he's in the chains his arms are in manacles on the chains again and and macton starts hitting him and he's like this is what you did to lolan this is what your rage felt like punch punch yeah and we cut again to john in his cell now another key gets dropped in and he misses it doesn't catch it but he's like ha gotcha and he just grabs the grate on top of the coals screaming pulls it off reaches his hand into the coals grabs the key and cools it with his own hand and he's like ah that's metal aft john yeah that's, me- that's metal as frill especially the part where he keeps it in his hand because that cools faster i'm like oh yeah <laughs> that's gotta oh, hurt oh boy 
and Dargo, we cut back again to Dargo and Macton, and Dargo says, like, no, I, I didn't kill her. Macton says, no, you drove her to her death. Yeah, and he sees her walking in. And I like what they did here, because apparently they, from what I could see, they moved the stage meant for the living room of Dargo, the room of Dargo's house, right next to uh, the Moya set. So that the, one of the cell doors leads into his old home. Yeah, and she walks in. Because at this point, like, Dargo's been refuting Macton. He's like, I didn't kill her, I didn't. And Macton does actually say, he's like, no, you didn't kill her, but you drove her to her death. Yeah. So this whole time, then, we're already getting some doubt on this because Macton said that Dargo killed her. But no, actually, apparently, then Macton's changed his story that she killed herself. In a way, I guess, to Macton, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's the that's the idea. But, you know, we're starting to see a few cracks in this because, like, she's got a knife in her chest and she's, well, she's stabbed, actually, in, in, in her side, sorry. We saw her that she was stabbed in the side, but what happens in this case is she walks into the room with just sadness on her face and she stabs herself with the knife, collapsing. Mm. And Macton goes up to Dargo right next to his face and says, at some point she couldn't bear the pain anymore. She had no other way out. This is your doing. I'm going to leave you here to rot in your rage for all eternity. That's what you deserve. And Dargo does actually start raging. He starts, like, hyper-raging. Yeah. And so Macton is leaving. And I like how they did this, because in the Mindscape, Dargo is just raging. But we cut to him sitting in the chair, and we see we see him, we, you hear him saying over the rage, like, no, regain control. He starts breathing, you know, controlled. Mm-hmm. And we cut back in, and Dargo is you know, focusing focusing his mind you know controlling his rage macton turns around dargo just like stands up the chains fall off him yeah uh, one on the other the manacles just open and he just stands there and very calmly he says you're lying every word you've said is a lie and macton's like no you beat her you drove her to death and dargo like just hits macton it's like no i know what lolan went through for our love I wish I could have loved her half as well. You never know, knew her. I did. And Macton says, oh yes, you loved her. You loved her to death. And Dargo is just like calm, pushing Macton back. And he's like, no, you don't have this power. And Dargo is like, Lolan taught me that I do have power over my rage. And I have no intention of killing Macton. And I, but I, and I love my wife, but you wouldn't know that. No, you never knew her like I did. And he also says that when he says, like, I have, because Lolan showed me I have power over my rage... Which gives him more than enough control to deal with you in here. Yeah. Also, he says, here's how I know that you're full of crap. She could have left me for my failings. And maybe she should have. But she would never willingly have left her son without a mother. And I went, oh, right, they had a kid. Yeah, they had a kid at this point. It wasn't mentioned in the in the episode. Jothy hasn't been brought up once. No, I was expecting, like, maybe, like, baby Jothy to be there, but no. It's like, yeah, he's right. Sure, she would have left him, but she wouldn't have left Jothy without the mother. Well, it's also, like, that's why he doesn't buy the suicide angle. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if anything, she would have taken Jothy and left. Yeah. That's Dargo's read on it. And it turns out to be right, because he says, I want to see your memories. Yeah, I want to see the truth of what happened why you killed lolan and so we go back to dargo's house and i like how he just goes behind him sits behind him and just holds him there and what we see is macton and lolan and he's telling her that what's going to happen to dargo is like he'll be dishonorably discharged and locked up and taken away and she's like no he's done nothing wrong and macton walks away he's like no i will have to put him away and he will be 
tried and taken yeah. away from you. It's like, he has done nothing wrong. Lola's like, I won't let you. She grabs a knife and goes for Macton. And Macton's like walking away at this point. And so he catches that, spins around and like reflexively grabs it and stabs her. Yeah, just he, he deflects the arm back at her, her own hand on the knife. And, you know, the present Macton, um, Dargo has in a headlock and he's... Yeah. Macton says, like, it was my fault. She attacked me and my, my peacekeeper training took control. At no point does he say it was my fault. He oh, sorry, says, you're right. You're you right. drove her to this and my peacekeeper training took over control. He never admits his own responsibility in yes, this. Yes, right. Sorry, you're right. And Dargo's like, no, that's not the whole truth. Show me the whole truth. Because the body... Ugh, the body that they found was beaten. Yeah. And, like, that's not everything. And so Macton's like, well, I, I had to make you pay... I had to make it look like you did this in a fit of hyper rage. So, we he had to beat her after she had been stabbed. This is oh, this is really like to frame Dargo for it, and this is like really heavy and really distressing. This shows how much of a piece of shit Macton is, because not only was he so obsessed with his hate for Dargo that he disgraced the body of his own sister, but given the situation he was in. And what happened, and give him an idea of how far Peacekeeper Medicine is ahead of ours, they could have probably saved her if he'd acted fast. If, yeah. he'd, been re- if he'd been prepared to accept his own responsibility to what happened, she could have been saved. I think also, even if she couldn't have been saved, if he had admitted to killing her, I feel like the Peacekeeper Command wouldn't care. No, I think I think he, they would have cared. A soldier, uh, a Sebastian soldier killing a civilian... They would have cared. I suppose so. I mm. the discipline that they that they involved definitely. Yeah, I, maybe that maybe that is a bit of a stretch. But she would have had a way better chance if he'd said, "Look, this happened. Please save her." Yeah, but he was so he was so obsessed with setting Dargo up that he just oh yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and so Dargo stands up. And we see that we're now back in the like the the blank part of the mindscape where they're just on the dark room with the platform, and we see that Macton is kneeling there and he's punching he's punching the air. Yeah, but in a way that it looks like he's punching somebody laying down. You know, he's trapped in that memory. Yeah. And Dargo just stands up and walks away to leave Macton reliving that. <sighs> Jesus Christ. There's a reason there's a disclaimer on this episode. Yeah. Because the next scene we have is them all back on Lola, flying back up. John getting, like, goop on his hands to heal his burn wounds. He's like, ah, And Dargo's just kind of staring out. And John asks, like, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. He's like, do you want me to drive? He's like, no, I'll be okay. And... I think it's Rigel who says, like, if you were fine, you'd have killed Macdon instead of leaving him there. And Darko says, well, he's now, he's in a coma, trapped in his own nightmares. Killing him would have been merciful. I'm not that enlightened. It's like, yeah, Dargo, that would that would have been way better than what... What you actually did. Way worse. Like, holy shit, Dargo. It's not like... Okay, I have ethical problems with that, but it's like, better to die than slowly rot in torment. It is a fate worse than death. That's mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, through like like we just said, we are presented that Macton is an utter piece of shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's still not presented necessarily as a, a good thing to do. No, which is fair. Like, none of these characters are wholly good. God, no. Not, of this, not by this point, and not for a long time. No. Has that been the case? No. Debatable if any of them ever were. 
Okay, no, maybe John. John probably was at some point, and I would argue. No, sorry, I was gonna be say Zan, but it's like no. I, no. I was specifically talking about these characters in in this. Oh yeah, this definitely scene. in this in this ship right now. Oh yeah, definitely. And so Scorpius says, like, were you able to obtain the key and get out? John responds very simply. <laughs> uh, and Scorpius is like. Okay. <laughs> Just looking away, and Scorpius says, Well, I have information for you. The creature that attacked you and your friends was a screeth, and they can communicate over long distances telepathically, mm-hmm. perhaps passing on information about Earth. Wait, passing that information on to whom? Grazer, almost certainly. Wait, the peacekeepers know where Earth is? May know says Scorpy. Because I don't think they do. John then says, well, okay, if Grazer knows about Earth, will she go there? Eventually. It's possible. But she doesn't want Earth, John. She wants you. And John's like, great, why do I always attract the psychos? Yeah. Then he asks Dargo again, look, are you really okay? And Dargo's staring out into space and he just sort of looks at John's like, I will be, but I got things on my mind, things I've done, and things I can't take back. Yeah. End of episode. That last sentence, like... Boy. Because that last sentence makes me think that at least wasn't even a punch, the slap or whatever it is, the moment before Macton enters the mindscape, mm. when there was nobody messing with his memory. Yeah. I think that actually happened. Yeah. Anything after that probably didn't, but I think that one moment did happen. So here's the thing, like, um, okay, this episode deals with these very heavy themes yeah. of domestic abuse and... I was very nervous about parts of this episode. It's like, mm-hmm. are we going to have Dargo... Is it going to be the case that Dargo did beat Lolan and kill her? He didn't kill her, but it's implied that he did hurt her. Yeah. And that she never told him. I feel like it's it's just ambiguous enough, but it's implied that he did, did definitely hit her. Yeah, at least once. So it skirts that line with the fact that she never told him. It was skirting that line very, very close to something I would not have been okay with. Yeah, no, agreed. And I still, I'm still, i still not entirely sure if I'm okay with it or not. They skirted it very close to basically victim blaming. Yeah. They never say it outright. And I'm so glad that they don't because it would be an awful thing to do to say that it was Lolan's fault you know, for not telling him, which is a terrible argument. And mm. don't ever let that, you know, don't ever let anyone convince you of that being a good argument because it's no. not they don't say it it's it's clo- it comes close though like and i was really worried that they were going to go down that route which they didn't thankfully what they imply basically is that lolan didn't tell him because she knew it would upset him a lot and would mean that he'd le- he'd leave because he said if i ever hurt you i'm gonna leave no questions asked yeah it, it's really oof. God. It's it's the hyper rage by adding the concept of the hyper rage this gets muddy. Yeah. To its strength or drawback. Well, it's the idea that he truly can't control himself and that he does black out and doesn't remember it. Yeah. Like that's presented to us as a something that Luxons have. Yeah, specific important detail. Yeah, it's oh, it really comes close to because it's oh, it's really heavy subject matter and they come close to really screwing it up. 
And I'm going to be honest, I do not have the experience or the knowledge to say if they screwed this up or not. I feel that's true for myself as well. Like like I just said, they came very close to victim blaming and yeah. that would have been a big no. Yeah, that would have like... That would have soured me on a lot of this series. Trust me, this episode would have had a totally different score if that happened. But thankfully, they didn't. And it's presented as a really messed up situation. And it presents Dargo in... A very bad light as well. It does, yeah. He's convinced that he's a monster for part of this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of him still is convinced at the end he is, mm. in a way. Whew. So, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't have l- him be Lalanne's murderer. No, that would have been horrible. That would have undercut all the development that he's been through. Mm-hmm. That would have completely ruined it. But oddly enough, some of the writers on Farscape were in favor of that, and... I disagree. So, yeah, and so did David Kemper, who was the screenwriter and executive producer, so he had the final say in, like, good shout, that man, because then that removes... Basically, it removes all the character progression, undercuts it, at least, and it makes it much, much harder for Dargo to be a sympathetic character. Yeah, agreed. Because what what it implies now is that, I mean, he's still, like, he still hit his wife. In a moment of anger, he still hit her, and that is wrong, and that is something that he now has to carry with him. Yeah. But it's nowhere near as bad as what otherwise might have been implied. Yeah. Like I said, I find, I'm going to be honest, I find this a very tricky subject to talk about because I have no experience, no knowledge of it. Well, I've read a few things, but that's about it. I'm just going to admit I have no capacity to talk about this in any intelligent way. So I'm not going to. Yeah, so we're not going to do that. But this is a rough thing. This is probably one of the most... Like, Farscape has dealt with very dark, very heavy topics before. Mm -hmm. Like, the concept of rape has come up Mm -hmm. a couple of times. And violence, murder, those kinds of things. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. This is the most focus that kind of concept has had in the show i think i think it's because this it gets very close to real life it only has this tiny bit of science fiction layered over top of it Mm. incredibly thin in the concept of hyper rage that's it but that is important to making dargo still be sympathetic at the end of the episode because it's very much presented that he genuinely does not remember and is entirely not in control because of Lux and Hyper Rage. And despite that, he takes full responsibility for his actions. So yeah, god damn, this is a heavy episode. Yeah. Um, what do we want to rate this episode? I don't think I want to, honestly. Because originally, I find this a very strong emotional episode, which is very positive. It is absolutely that. At the same time, because... Like I just said, I do not have the capacity to tell if they crossed a line here or not. Like, if they did not cross a line, I think this would be a 4 out of 5. Because it deals with some very important character moments. It shows a lot about where Dargo has come from and where he is now. But if they did cross the line, this is an automatic 1 out of 5. So, I'm not going to give a rating to this. I'm just going to withhold my rating. We're going to say unrated. Yep. Mm. That's as simple as that. If there's any official document for this, and I don't think there is, <laughs> you can put down unrated to this, because I don't... I do not have the capacity to rate this episode. It's as simple as that. Damn, yeah, I mean, I'm... Not, I, I'm not giving it a 1, but I'm not giving it a 4 either, because I do not have a position for this. I know it's a weak... <laughs> I know it's a weak move, but... But yeah, it's... It's dealing with very heavy subject matter. It's an emotionally heavy episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's the clearest rating I can put on it is that it is emotionally heavy. Yeah, 
and yeah all right okay you know what let's go with it because mechanically when i was watching it i was like maybe this is this is well put together all that stuff but yeah if it is crossing that line which we are not you know equipped to to say if it is or it isn't unrated Mm -hmm. this is the first time we've never had to do this before an unrated episode and it doesn't make it a bad episode doesn't make it a good episode like i just explained i do not have the capacity to rate this episode so i won't but you're you're right if it does cross that line and i feel i feel kind of crappy not being able to tell because i feel like I, I should be able to make that judgment but we don't have the the knowledge to do so and we are very you know we're very very upfront about that so what do we have next week is, right, is it gonna look up are we gonna follow the other half of the group what they did let's find out because i kind of hope so because that would Please. be an interesting angle for two episodes just cut john okay. out for an episode right Next week is episode 16, Bringing Home the Beacon. Which is a play on words on bringing home the bacon, I see. Yes, it is. And you're absolutely right, it is the female side of things. Score! It's Moya's female crew head for an asteroid outpost, helping to find a device that will help disguise Moya. But it's not long before peacekeepers and scarons arrive at the station. Uh, Of course. But if they didn't come here for Moya's crew, why are they here? (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so maybe that'll be <laughs> less of really heavy and complex and... We'll see. We can but hope. Oh, I will say that this episode doesn't turn me off this series. I still love the show. Oh yeah, definitely. Like... I'm just we're unable to make that final judgment about whether or not this crosses the line. So we have to leave it at unrated. So there you go. Okay, right. We've said what's up next week. We will be back for that. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode and... We apologize, you know, that this is this is a really sad episode. Look, we didn't write this episode. We're not we're not to blame no, for that. No, it's true. Anyway, regardless, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Farscape Rewatch. We will be back next week with Bringing Home the Beacon. So, until then, you can find us around the web on Twitter at Red at RedNightmare7. And don't forget, go to CarmelHats.co.uk for previous episodes, links to RSS feed, iTunes, and the Patreon, which supports this podcast, patreon.com forward slash can't wear hats. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Goodbye. All right, Red. Fight me in the mindscape. Ah, uh, you're going down, you little man. All right. D20 coming your way. Oh, well. Here's a D12 for you. What D12? You bet. Well, D8 then. God. Okay. Well, take this. That's a D4. Ah, Jesus. Ow. Oh. You know that's not allowed by the rules. My mind, my rules, hats. God damn it.